We are back giving you a Bulls recap for the week that was. The Chicago Bulls had an undefeated week. Only played two games, but they won both of them. They played the Minnesota Timberwolves, one of the better teams in the league, on Tuesday, beat them in overtime, 129 and 123, and then seen one of the worst teams in the Western, Western Conference, the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, beat them 118 to 110. They do have a game tonight, Saturday, against the Magic. As you recall, the Magic had stumped the Bulls out early in the season, both in the in-season tournament. I don't know if they played – I don't think they played since. But, uh, yeah, so they're 2-0 so far. Can't go for three, a three-win week. So we are all eyes on that cue. How do you feel about the Bulls this, this week the Bulls showed you this far? Actually pretty impressive. They uh, beat Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota has been playing their best ball the last couple of weeks, but I believe Minnesota was the number one seed coming into that game. Uh, mm-hmm. Top defensive team in the league, you know, and they were healthy. So I was actually pretty impressed that the Bulls were able to beat the Bulls. So that's, that's been a struggle, the Bulls beating top teams in the league for the last couple of years. So that was quite impressive. And once again, they're inching towards the 500 mark. And I don't think any of us foresaw that. Uh, in November, especially early or uh, uh, late October, early November, I, I'm pretty sure we thought that this team would have traded off all its assets, and yet there was not one trade at the deadline. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that trade deadline and we'll recap in a minute. Uh, yeah, the Bulls beating the Minnesota Timberwolves is a step in a a large step in the right direction. Um, they were down, uh, I think it was 23 points at one point in this in that game. And they rallied back. Kobe, Kobe and D Rose, DeMar DeRozan, they both had 33 points. Uh, Nick Vucci, man, he had 24. And Andre Drummond, who's becoming a fan favorite with the Bulls, he had 16 points, 16 boards, and four blocks. Um, and this a start. Is the first time we've seen him start alongside yeah. Vucci. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's going to be a consistent thing going forward. I don't know if you can start Drummond and Vucci, man. That's no. even though the Bulls, the Bulls have been looking for a four for a while. I don't think I don't think that's the remedy. You know, uh, there's a there's a limitation in Drummond's game. You know, even though he has nice stat lines, you can understand that. Yeah, yeah, true. Bucci, Bucci has a limitation as well. You don't want to um, you don't want to play those two side by side. I don't think that's the, the move. But hey, celebrate all wins as they come. The Bulls now enter this game uh, against the Orlando Magic later tonight, 25 and 27. Again, you know, as we were talking backstage, they just they gonna stay around that 500 mark pretty much all year, aren't they? They're gonna get back into the play-in, and they're gonna probably maybe go one-on-one in that play-in again. The yeah, I think, I think it'd be hard. Man. True, true. But if they get that AC, they're probably going against. Uh, Miami, or uh, who, who's around six? Is it, is it the Sixers that I fell to six? No. Who's in the no. six? Miami is a, Miami's at a seventh seed. I think the uh, – I was just talking about this last night on the homies. Miami's an eight. Miami's the seventh seed. Miami's seventh seed. Orlando Magic's the eighth. Orlando Magic's the eighth. Okay. Oh. Those, so, those would be too hard. Three games behind both of those teams. 
That that, that yeah. Uh, uh, and who's at six? Who's in six? Uh, Indiana Pacers. Indiana. Okay, Indiana's in six. Um, I can see maybe Miami climbing. I don't know. Maybe Miami or Orlando could overtake Indiana, especially if Tyrese Halliburton keeps getting banged up. That would still be a hard team for the Bulls to beat in the play-in. So. I kind of think the, the the Heat and the Magic are going to stay in that seventh, eighth spot for the, for the most of the I season. Do. I think the Heat – this is probably one of the worst. I think the uh, the characters turned back to a pumpkin. The horses have turned back to rats um, for, the, for the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler can only give you so much. He can only carry you so far. Mm-hmm. And – Regular season. 35 now. Yeah, regular season ain't, ain't necessarily what they do. Everybody, everybody's yeah. not gonna play to their 40. No. no, that's not a, that's an outlier thing. Everybody can't do what certain goats do. Um, yeah, I think, and if the Bulls do mess around and catch one of the Florida teams in the play in, I get I, I got a toss up, man. We, know, we haven't looked so good anything. against the Magic lately. No, they haven't, but. Yeah, I mean, I would give them, I would give them a fight puncher's chance coming to the play-in, you know. Yeah, Miami's been uh, dicking around in the regular season the last couple of years. I, I don't, I don't count them out because Spolstra is is one of the, I think he's one of the greatest coaches we've seen in, in our lifetime. Um, and somehow they they keep getting these low seeds and they keep, you know, making these unbelievable playoff runs. So. Um, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not optimistic if the Bulls got to play Miami or Orlando to get into the in, in the plan to get into the playoffs. Orlando has too much front court size for us to deal with, and Miami just got too much veteran dial. And um, I mean, let's be honest. I, I think in a game like that, Spolster is out coaching Donovan again. So I would I would lean in that that way. The best thing about Spolster is his. In series of adjustments, not in game adjustments. If you can catch, if yeah. you can catch Miami yeah, early game, in, yeah. a game, in a game, in a one game setting, you might be able to beat them. Especially as banged up as Jimmy is, and Bam don't necessarily always show up when you need him to. When you need the offensive production out of Bam, he don't always give it to you. Pause. Um, and if, if the Bulls run out, run out there with Drummond and Vucci man in a, uh, at a tag team front court. I mean, Bam, you know, he's an undersized big. You know, he might shrink, pun intended. Yeah, we shall see. Trade deadline. That was also this week. Bulls made how many How many moves? They had did not make any trade. This third straight year at the trade deadline, they failed to make a trade. Yeah, I don't even know why the trade deadline. Well, the Run trade deadline is not for not for Bulls. They're not <laughs> running back. It's Where not for the Bulls. They don't do they don't do that. We're not here to acquire talent, and we're not here to sell it off. It's gonna stay the same. Never. Ch- um, AK literally. Um, he's on his genuine same OG. You know, he he he's consistent. Um, we're just out here waiting for Lonzo Ball to return. And if you were a fan of Dr. Dre. Uh, you could relate because I don't know how long Dr. Dre fans been waiting for him to drop that detox, but seems about the same thing with Lonzo Ball. Waiting for Lonzo Ball to return and come rescue this team out of his mediocrity. Every year, 
we hear about how the Bulls were the number one seed when Lonzo was healthy. It, it's, it's time to move on. Lonzo ain't touched the court since, uh, what was it, COVID? And since you guys were giving each other COVID, Lonzo hasn't been on the court. <laughs> You, I mean, hashtag the return is is something the Bulls fans are very familiar with. Um, yeah, I mean, you hit you 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 spoke on something. Third straight trade that trade deadline, and the Bulls made zero moves. That is alarming, especially because they they the AK regime came in with so much promise. They was going to be so, so different from guard packs, and, the, and, and there was so like much change that first year. Yeah, there was so much change that first year. They they were aggressive. They acquired the Rose. They acquired Caruso. They acquired uh Lonzo Ball. They made plans to sign uh look oh they, uh, yeah uh yeah they acquired Gucci uh they made plans to sign Levine long term uh they brought in Ayo Dosuma uh drafted Pat Williams you know the next Kawhi Leonard. Still waiting for that next Kawhi Leonard, but I'd settle for the next Pippen. <laughs> Be the next Pippen. I don't mean I mean, to start any yeah. controversy. I'm not I'm not suggesting, you know, dear Bulls fans, I, I'm not suggesting Kawhi's moved ahead of Pippen in the all-time small forward list. I'm just saying. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Why is that? that, that is that a con- – that should not be a controversial take. I mean, Kawhi is a – Finals MVP two times over. I mean, is he not? Is he? How how was Pippen ahead of him in an all time uh, conversation? Listen, I personally have Kawhi over Pippen, but sometimes Bulls fans, you know, they they yell at me. You know, they want to punch down at you if you if you do not have uh, Pippen in the top three, top four, five small forwards of all time. They want him on that small forward Mount Rushmore. I would like to believe this is an all fan basis. It's just a, um, it's just how sports conversation has evolved over time. You got to be able to disassociate your fandom from reality. Just because, and this goes back to the Bear Claw, uh, our conversations earlier this week. Just because you have a an honest opinion of a particular person that played for your your squad, does not make you anti your squad. You know, yes. Kawhi's, Kawhi's career is better than Pippen's. Full stop. It is not that is not disrespectful to Pippen. And certain players should not make the whole. Well, Kawhi's That's a better player than player. Pippen. Yes, uh, he is he's definitely a better player than Pippen. Uh, career wise, I think he. I think he's. I think his career is clips Pippen's too. I mean, unless you want to, you know, the whole ring argument. Um, but then it, you would have to argument. make a case that Pippen for the best player on the team. That's my opinion. That's correct. The ring argument is only for the you know when you're having when you're having goat conversations. Like then you can bring the ring as a, like when you're a, driving the boat as a cherry yeah. on the top, right? A cherry on top type of stuff like that because it, it is. It takes a it takes a village to raise that child. You know, everybody has to pull their own weight for it to win. Yeah, to win of course. Titles. Yes, I understand that. But when you have two finals MVPs on two different um, – in two different conferences on two, for two different teams, obviously. Yeah. And you beat – and you will, uh, and your team was the underdog in both of those series. 
think never having a finals MVP, never make, never being in the, you know, MVP, well, he wasn't an MVP conversation once, but I, I think that when your whole career is synonymous with being the sidekick, not to make that a derogatory term, and I don't want to, I don't want to use. They, I, yeah, I definitely don't mean that in the, in the pejorative, but when you're, when your career is uh, akin to being the second option, you can't, you're, you're your argument cannot hold a candle to a guy with multiple finals MVP awards. I mean, I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. I agree. I I, I, I placed Kawhi ahead of Scotty on the all-time small four list. I, I think Kawhi is one of the few guys. Who else has beaten Steph and LeBron in the series? Only one person I can think of. Kawhi. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's impressive. Very impressive. Another hot topic that happened this week. Oh, did it happen last week? I'm not sure. It, you know, Zach is so in and out yeah. of the. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I can't. It's over I can, okay. All right. Yeah, he's so he's in and out of the lineup so much I can't keep track. But his season has come to an abrupt end. Uh. We didn't think that he was going to finish the season with the Bulls anyway, and he, he decided to make us right in some some way or some fashion. You know, he his career's his season is over for a foot injury, I believe it was that nagging foot injury. He's going to go have surgery. Um, yeah, there was conversation he was going to be moved to the Pistons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was. There was conversation of him being traded to Detroit. I think that I think they were saying that was the only taker for Zach, which is not very flattering. But yeah. that's not the ideal situation for a veteran player, former two-time All Star, in in the peak of his career. You know, and, and when we talk about the peak, not not entering the prime at the peak, is in terms of you're at the top of that of of your career, but you're kind of looking down the hill. This is the time for you to establish, you know playoff winning and to create cement your legacy and going to the Pistons is not going to do that. And I think Zach was aware yeah. of that. To, to quote Eric Killmonger, just bury me in the ocean with my ancestors who jumped from the ships because they knew death was better than bondage. Zach definitely said, bury me on the IR with my predecessors who knew finishing the season on the injured reserve was better than head in Detroit. You know, he channeled his, his inner 1998 Scotty Pippen on that one. Who famous if you watched the, la watched the Last Dance or were old enough to, to actually watch that team uh, decided that he was going to have surgery on his back because he was angry at the Bulls instead of starting the 98 season. Look uh, how that's well, hiding. He decided, he decided to Pippen win. And Levine did too. Hey, man. It is what it is, man. So the Bulls, I mean, most Bulls fans had 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 uh, made their peace with Zach not finishing the season with them. And, you know, hey, you got you got to hear it is it is what it is. Um, so moving forward, I know this is a question we asked long ago. This has to be Kobe's team. 
right? And I think the decision yeah. on that could be um, cemented depending on where the Bulls go from here on out for the rest of the season. If the if if the Bulls end up like as like like positive in the seventh or eighth seed, and for the play in, you gotta you gotta take real stock of that. Like, okay, how do we get here? Who drove this bus to get us here? And let's let's make sure that we can, you know, build up on that so we can you know progress years going forward. Um, you have to be. You can't bring the. They can't, I know the Bulls. I know AK and them. They Don't like say can't. Back. <laughs> Don't say can't. You're speaking from a logical perspective of building a franchise. The Bulls have been anything but logical in building for. Hell, since since the dynasty uh, was torn down, so <laughs> you're trying to impart logic in this, and I don't think the Bulls are imparting logic. They're imparting sales, um, ticket sales, and profit. That's true. That's true. The Bulls are number one in a number one in uh, what's it called attendance still, right? So last I checked, yeah. Which is unbelievable. I, I, I got to take that with a grain of salt. I can't see. Are they really getting higher attendance than the than the Lakers, than the Knicks? I mean, New York City, uh, Madison Square Garden. They, they tell us that is the that is the mecca of basketball, and the Knicks are enjoying success. Yes, yes, they are. So I'm glad you pointed that out. There, it is possible to fudge some numbers. You can you. It is possible to say you have a sellout, and there not be butts in every seat. You know you can't do that. I I know of former general managers who have bought their own unsold tickets. You know at a mm-hmm. discount, or whatever, right? Just to, just to say, yeah, we've had we've sold out. You know just just to do that. Um, so yeah, they, it it could see, be. They're saying attendance, not sellout. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've attended a Bulls game recently. I've attended. Let's see, last one I attended probably was this is. I believe, I, yeah, I attended one. I believe last year, twenty twenty three. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I attend Bulls games pretty regularly. Um, I have no doubt that they're selling out. Uh, the stadium doesn't seem like it's packed to capacity, like it has. I've, I've attended in the Jordan era when I was a kid. I've attended. Uh, in the D Rose era, uh, when at the height of D Rose, you know, it's, it 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 felt different. It felt like it was. There's a lot of people there, but it doesn't. I can't see the Bulls leading the league in attendance over the Nuggets, the Lakers, the Knicks. Like, I don't know. I haven't been to I haven't been to L A. or Denver or or Madison Square Garden, but it looks, at least from my angle on the TV, that those stadiums are much more full. So. I don't know why they wouldn't be. You know, I, I could not. I know the Bulls have a long um, wait for season tickets. Maybe that's a, uh, accounted for this, but I can't imagine. You know, you know, people lining up to go see the Bulls play. I mean, it's it's been yeah, you know, it's twenty five and twenty seventeen. You, you didn't have great expectations coming into the season. You didn't have them last season. It's, you don't have a huge draw either. You know, no. there's not a D-Rose to attract people here. 
You know, there, there's not a must-see. Uh, um, no disrespect to Kobe White. He's having a fantastic season. But there's not a guy who is, is drawing people, you know, to the stadium. Right. You don't even have an all-star. I think the, the Bulls, I, I think I read this week, the, the Bulls are maybe the only team in 20 years to not have one participant in all-star weekend. I mean, not to have an all-star name, not to have anybody in the the rising star challenge dunk contest or three-point contest. You have to be mired in mediocrity to not have anybody in any of those. That means you don't have a player good enough to be at the top of his league, voted by his peers and the fans, and you don't have a young player good enough. And the 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 the, the rising star challenge takes 12 rookies from or, or 12 rookies, 12 sophomores, right? Or is it 10 and 10? You don't have to be 10. very good to make that game. You, you don't have to be very good to make that game. I mean, we, we've seen almost all the Bulls draft picks who are considered disappointments make it. I'm, I'm pretty sure Pat Williams made one of those. I think back in the days, do we have Jamal Crawford and Khalid Alamines? Do we have those guys go? Not to say Jamal Crawford was disappointing, but I, th- I think pretty much everybody, any top pick should go there. Jay Williams went there. Who was the Bulls? Who was the Bulls? Did the Bulls have any? Who was the Bulls' first round pick this year? Wasn't it Daylon Terry? No, they didn't have one. Terry? I think that, that was like Daylon Terry was last year. So, so the he Bulls didn't have a, didn't, Yeah, they didn't have a pick either. It, you said he did. So it was right. either last. I think I was thinking it was last year. They didn't have a first round pick because they had to trade it for, trade it back to Orlando for, in the Bucci Mang trade. So one of, yeah, one of the last two yeah, years. Yeah, they gave they up their pick a, this year. They don't have no one to send to that game. Yeah, that that's that's unbelievable for a team to not have anybody in either the rookie sophomore or the all star game. Because usually if you don't have an all star, you picked high enough to have a rookie sophomore, at least, you know, one of the top top ten in the league in, in that area. They only have to be top ten because if you're a second year player and you're really good, you go to the all star game, you don't go to the rookie sophomore game. Yeah. Oh man. So there will be there's no rooting interest for Bulls fans for the All-Star All-Star weekend um, that's coming up. And then next weekend, right? And the All-Stars game is next, next weekend. Next weekend. Right. So, unfortunately, that sucks. So, maybe the Bulls can at least get their fans a little bit of hope. They can go ahead and beat Orlando as they, as they are trailing them by three games in the standings and go ahead and maybe knock off uh, – uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers in Toronto is this next week and bring themselves back up to over 500 going into the break. That could be the only saving grace for them. This, uh, this, this first half of the season. This season. Yeah. Um, to backtrack on, on what you were saying earlier, I think, I think it's time, um, yeah, the Bulls should 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 build around Kobe. At least see what they can do around Kobe. Um, I think we've said this a couple times this year. It's, it's time to break this team up and not keep running it back. Yeah. All right, man. You got anything else uh, for the Bulls recap for this week? No, that's it. Be red. 
See Red Bulls 25 and 27. We'll be back next week to the, uh, recap their full first half and also check in for us on the watch alongs also coming up this week as well. From me and Q, 